Hello, everybody. Welcome to 54 Podcast number three. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. My name's Callum Hurst. As always, joining me is the co-host S with the most S. Mr. Charlie Conybear. You're like running things to say, like running out of things to introduce me by. I'll never run out. <laughs> we'll have something. That was like kind of busted. I was like, I'm the air hostess. I do like the way you dress. Steezy. Uh, I'm going to start um, by putting my Christmas hat on. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, Over hat. your headphones. Over my headphones. Because uh, it's Christmas. Um, and um, we're coming towards the end of the year. Um, mm. So uh, I figured um, this week is going to be the week where we run down our albums of the year. Yay. Which is exciting. <laughs> um, I think as as uh, as you kind of come to the end of the year, every year, you'll kind of find that news gets a little bit lighter and lighter. Um, just waiting for people to kickstart their new year with a bang. Uh, so news has been pretty light this week. Um, yeah. There hasn't been too much that's gone on really. The other thing mm. I find out is, like I said, the Le Butcherettes announced a uh, UK tour, mm. which I'm stoked about. Very good. Um a band I was only made aware of this year um, when me and Callum went down to Brixton to watch at the drive-in and um, they supported them and it was eccentric. Yeah, eccentric. Was, was, how would you... If avant-garde. I, yeah, let's say. If I gave you, let's say, five words to sum up the Butcherettes, how would you do that? Um, David Bowie meets Noel Fielding. <laughs> That's four, but it's fine. Um, Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. Um, I I think they also feature um, a couple, or at least one of the uh, Rodriguez Lopez brothers, um, Omar, of which being the most famous, who is in at the drive-in. Iggy Pop's in one of their songs. Iggy Pop is, yeah. And Iggy Pop's in, um, he's on Relationship of Command as well. Right. Um, so yeah, that's good. Um I like all of those things. Um, yeah, like the Butcherettes are touring, which is sweet. In um, April, on, they come to London on my birthday. Happy birthday. The 2nd of April. I'll probably be at the show. So if you see me there, come say hello and buy me a drink. <laughs> I don't think... When we saw the Butcherettes, I don't think I've ever really seen anything like that. We, if I'm honest. <laughs> we stood there and I'm like... I think to start off with, we were a bit like, what the fuck is this? It was cool. Well, it did throw us off, admittedly. Then by the end of it, though, we were like, yeah, this is sick. It's it was so just like, good. It's like woman was uh, face painted up, you know. Terry Genderbender. Terry Genderbender. Is that her name? Yeah, that's her name. Yeah. I She's sweet. Love that. She's amazing. And um, she comes stumping on stage, just like shouting, like off mic. So it'd be like, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what this is, but I am behind it. So, um, the Butcherettes are uh, they're doing two UK dates. They're doing uh, the Soup Kitchen in Manchester and Moth Club in London, which are both teeny weeny venues. Um, they will be ridiculous in both of those venues. So, I 100% get down to one of those shows. They are fantastic. I will be. Yeah, so will I. So, um, yeah, uh, the Butcherettes are touring. Amazing. Um, I figured this topic, kind of our main topic this week, is going to be pretty chunky. Um, so we're not going to keep you waiting long for that, because um, there's a lot to talk about, I think. Kind of a year in review. Chunk. Um, I'm still harping on the word chunk there. <laughs> Just reminds you of Goonies. <laughs> I love you, chunk. Do the truffle shuffle. <laughs> um, the only other thing I wanted to mention before um, we go into kind of the main topic discussing our arms of the year um there's a uh there's a we, we, i don't think we're gonna do a slap alert this week but it will return mm. i promise it will return with a better sound but that was just charlie's hands that wasn't my lovely uh my lovely app which i still have um my hand clap sounds like <laughs> vanos's glove <laughs> you just you just uh this like got rid of half of the world's population <laughs> i hope you're fucking happy mate yeah um yeah so uh there's a the only other thing i wanted to mention there's a uh there's a band from southampton uh called arid wave um who are i believe the first band 
me and you ever saw together. Um, technically, yeah. Yeah, supporting Puppy. Yeah. <laughs> the joiners Te- last technically, year. Technically, yeah. Um, they put out a new uh, double A side a couple of weeks ago um, called Half Empty. Um, and it is fucking fantastic. It's phenomenal. Um, if you like Ruben, Lemon Solo stuff, um, that kind of mid-noughties British kind of I don't want to say post-hardcore but like heavy sludgy grungy rock it's fantastic Um, they released two songs um, one called Half Empty and another one called I Don't Want to Be Your Boy Um, they're two very different sides of the coin but they are both fantastic so um, if you've got a spare 10 minutes Go and give them a listen. Um, they're on all major streaming services. Um, Are the songs five minute a piece? Uh, they're pretty long songs, yeah. Oh. They're pretty long tunes. Um, but yeah, they're really, really great. And um, they've they Arid Wave also run their own festival. Uh, it looks like it's going to be every year now called Outsider Fest. Um, this one's called uh, Outsider Fest 2, the Catalina Wine Mixer. <laughs> Such a meme. <laughs> Fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. Um... Uh, the joiners uh, on the 19th of January next year. Um, they're joined by some pretty cool bands, so uh, you should definitely go on down. It's only £4 a ticket, so you haven't really got any excuse to not go. Unless if you don't have £4. Oh, <sighs> me right now, currently. <laughs> if anyone wants to make a nice donation to my bank account, yeah, I'll give you a nice cuddle. <laughs> so um, I don't think... We should uh, delay it too much longer. Yeah. Um, I think we should just jump straight in. So we've kind of, I think we've kind of gone about this in different ways. Massively. Massive, <laughs> massively. In, um, in a kind of form, formulating our lists and what what's on it and the way we've gone about um, determining what records are going to go on this list. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about how you came my my process behind Your, my list. Yeah. Okay, so I've always had a problem with um like albums of the year, like top tens and stuff and like um when I've always like looked at people's lists and read them and I was like thinking really? Yeah. Cuz eight of those albums you've mentioned are trash. <laughs> Just and you know, the way I warrant my my list is you know, do I still listen to it now? Yeah. So like an album can come out and I'll like it, but if I'm still not listening to it in six months time, yeah, you know, then what's the point? I'm not just going to throw it in there for the sake of it. That's why this year I couldn't even do you a top five. I've done a top three and mine are not in order at all. So it's like when we just talk about today, when like Kerrang have a top 50, like yeah. what the fuck? That's hard because obviously, <laughs> obviously Kerrang have a a let's say a wider reach than us and they've True. got more people who can listen to more things so there might be things in there that we've never heard of that are absolutely exceptional but um it's it's one of those things that that's the way you've kind of you've compartmentalized and sorted out your own list for your albums of the year and i think that that is a good way to look at things um whereas i didn't take that approach <laughs> <laughs> i went for more of a traditional um do I like this? Do I think this is worthy? The way I look at it, I, I I kind of know what's going to be in my kind of top three. Um, pretty early on, pretty especially early on this year. Mm. Um, and then I was like, the kind of the other stuff that bulks up the list. I was like, does this hold a candle to those other things? And I think the records that I've picked do. <laughs> You might disagree, whatever, but um, that's the beauty of music. It's all subjective. <laughs> yeah, I think the way we should go about it, because obviously I have three. I'll discuss my three. Well, I'll name one of the albums play by play, and if it's in yours, then we can discuss that as yeah. well. Okay. Did you uh, say you had a couple of honourable mentions as well? Yeah, honourable mentions. Do you want to do those first? Yeah, okay. Um, honourable mention, um, it's probably... Idols, you know, Joy. Fantastic. Yeah, as you know, I really enjoyed that album. Um, unfortunately, I wouldn't warrant it as in like my top five. Not because I don't like the album. 
I mean, I will spin, I will spin it here and there, and like I will get a kick out of it. But it's not an album that I can have on repeat. Yeah. So it's not in mine. Yeah. Um, it was in my honorable mentions as well. Mm. Um, I think it's fucking fantastic. Never fight a man with a poem's bangs. It yeah. Fucking bangs. You've got the big singles on it as well. Like you've got Danny the Delco. Mm. They've fucking played it on Soccer AM the other day. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah, that's so sick that they went it, on Soccer AM. Like, I'm happy about Doing that. bits. And um, I think that they, uh, they're a very, very special British band who are on course to be absolutely massive as well. I think Idols this time next year, they could be huge. You know, I always find funny. So, you know, when you have that kind of, um, that, that scene that they get bracketed in, so, yeah. you know, like, that, like, slaves kind of-esque world, yeah. and everyone's like, so everyone's like, oh, slaves is like proper punk, and then when you get idols that are like, they, they look like just fucking animals, don't they? They're like, Mate, yeah. like, obviously, he's got such a, like a, a bloke's voice, yeah. and like, he could probably just knock you out by shouting at I you. I think, something I love about that Idols record is it really wears its heart on its sleeve oh, yeah, all the time sad songs, like if yeah. you take like even take a song like Danny Nadelko you kind of you take away the yada 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 eh, eh, eh. you get rid of that mm. and then you've got lyrics like my blood brother is an immigrant yeah. and stuff like uh uh, what is it? Um, the lyric about being a Nigerian mother of three, like fantastic. <laughs> so good, it's yeah. Fantastic. The, 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 yeah, the, like there was some lyricism that I did love on that record, and some that I didn't. But you know, it's yeah. It, I think it was refreshing, and that's what I that's why it gets an honourable mention yeah. for me. We'll talk. I think we'll talk about Idols quite a lot more next year because I think they've got. I think they've got a lot more to give in the next year. Yeah, which excites they, me massively. Yeah, I hope they come stomping through 2019. <laughs> I want to see more of Idols. Anyway, that was just an honourable mention. So, uh, what's your what's your next one? What's your next honourable mention? Uh, Birds in Row. Yeah, that album was good. I like that. Fantastic album. Fantastic again. But oh man, I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> actually, because that again, that's not something that's on my list. Um, but. I've got quite a lot of other things that are quite similar to that. Yeah. And if I'm, if I'm totally honest, I forgot about that record. Wow. Um, yeah, that's really good. French. Would you call it post-hardcore? What did it remind me of? I suppose, like, it's, it is... It's got hardcore roots, but with, like, those kind of atmospheric elements in it. Yeah, that's what I like the more of the whole, like... Yeah. Yeah. It's um, absolutely fantastic. They did an audio tree session a little while ago. Which have you heard of Audio Tree? No. Um, they just take a bunch of bands and make them do like, um, not necessarily even bands from that scene, um, but they just take a whole bunch of bands and make them play really nicely produced, uh, like just live sessions. Yeah. Um, like let let Live have done one, um, Gouge Away have done one, uh, Vane have done one, mm. a Bird Birds in Road did one, and it, oh mate, it's amazing watching them actually play it. Mate, they're a free piece, and as you know, free pieces are fucking cool. Um, so yeah, big up, yeah, big up, Birds and Rain. I mean, I think I only got turned onto them from um, probably the Hate Five Six um, thing they did. Have they done a Hate Five Six? Not like a, not like one of their, you know, yeah. stereotypical Hate Five Six. They done like there was a recorded session, okay, of some kind, and that's how I got. Um, listening to them but yeah no, very good album yeah amazing that's, that's a great record yeah. um, I've got a couple of honourable mentions as Go well on. I've got basically my list ended up consisting of about 18 albums ridiculous that I tried do you work for Kerrang? yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've quit <laughs> fucking have to work for Kerrang um, yeah mine consisted of about 18 albums that I I've, I've whittled down into a list of five yeah um, but some of the big ones that didn't make it onto um, the top eighteen. The top, <laughs> well, no, some of the big ones that didn't make it into the top five. Um, uh, Rolo Tomasi, um, their new album is amazing. Um, it's called. Uh, it's got a really long title, um, which I always forget. Um, it is called uh, "Time Will Die and Love Will Bury It." Wow. Um, but 
it's quite similar to what you were saying about that bird that birds in row record where it is disgustingly heavy it gets absolutely like intensely heavy mm. um so much so that like the first time i listened to it i like f- took my headphones off halfway through i was like F- fucking hell need a breather put that um, down but um let me call off <laughs> and um but it's also matched by these beautiful beautiful intricate um really clean parts and uh, there's a couple of like mathy bits in it as well and um eva spence the vocalist has uh yeah it's fine uh i'm cracking open a can <laughs> um eva spence the vocalist has really grown into her voice and she like the album is absolutely fantastic um and it's also out on holy raw which is Donnie's. Uh, even better. Yeah, they're Donnie's. Um, amazing. Um, a quick thing I wanted to say about that. Did you ever... You know when an employee to serve is signed to... Um, who did they sign to? They signed to someone new. Oh, Spine Farm. Yeah. yeah. yeah and then because yeah. obviously Justine does uh, the social for Holy Rules, she like quote retweeted and going, fucking traitors. <laughs> amazing. No, amazing. So- but that not that just amazing? Like the, the, the label does that is fantastic. Yeah, yeah I like Holy Rule. Um, and, uh, my other honorable mention, I was going to bring up one other one, but I, I think it might be in your records that you've picked. Um, mm. so I'm not going to bring that up just yet. Right. Um, my other honorable mention is, um, uh, Black Peaks is All yeah. It Divides. Um, again, what they've done on this record is, s- they've taken everything that they did on, uh, statues and just refined it made it better it's more expansive um it's a bit vulnerable i thought absolutely it is yeah i'm glad you brought that up um and will's vocal performance on it is just phenomenal he's nuts he's mental the only other person i've heard that can do something similar to him with his voice is sam carter it's a brighton thing it's a brighton thing and um for my money, Sam Carter is one of the best vocalists ever. So there you go. Um, fantastic. Mm. The way he does that like scream sing thing. Mm. It's insane. Like um, I always go back to like my favorite example of that is um, from the first album, uh, that song Say You Will. And he does like, Say You Will. Uh-huh. Like he really goes for it. And oh man, it's so good. Um, but yeah, Black Peace is All It Divides is, uh, is amazing. Um so uh, yeah, well I guess um, now's the time to start running through your actual albums. My top three. Your top three, <laughs> which, which I feel like holds more weight than doing a top five. It doesn't. My records are all fucking brilliant. Not good, buzz. <laughs> um, all right, album again. These are in no order. I love them all equally, so they're like my children. Oh, sorry, I was quite close to the mic there. This is how passionate I am. Um, so you're number three, but not really your number three. Yeah. Also, you're number one and number two. <laughs> Go for it. Um, Camp Cope, How to Socialise and Make Friends. That album was fucking... Oh, so good. I still listen to it. Maybe weekly. That's my number four. <laughs> yeah. So good. It's just fucking, you know, females giving shit to blokes, and it should be. And yeah. you know, they point out some, you know, that o- that well, the opener, the opener, f- dude. Like literally, she's such a good lyricist, and like, you know, the way she sings is just it's so good. It's so fucking good, isn't it? Doesn't it feel really refreshing though to hear something like that? in that kind of world because I wouldn't necessarily call this a I think this rides firmly like musically mm. it rides a firm line between being indie and emo yeah like down to the guitar tone down to the way that stuff is played um but it's very rare you get something from that world that's that seethingly angry um, like it doesn't like ever lose its head exactly yeah. it's exactly. not like Although that I said it does give criticism to men, it's not man bashing by any means. No. It's you know it it points out very good, you know problems in today's society. Yeah. How 
women are you know you know treated and yeah. you know and especially in the music industry as well just from like speaking to other people yeah. like other female artists and you know they you know it's yeah you know, it's about time it's about fucking time it absolutely is and i mean i always i personally i think the first song on it is the best song on it yeah um oh, it's like that bit where she's like um uh what you say uh book a female opener that yeah, will fill the quote, quote. so funny isn't that amazing it's yeah. f- but it's funny but it's also True. seethingly angry mm. um i always go to when i stick it on i'll because it's it's really short it's only like f- just under 40 I'm, minutes long i can listen to the album you know, I've done it where I've been like writing something and I listen to it yeah. at least four times over. But it's also, I think the moments on it where it's also really, it can get really intricate and really sad, sad and really beautiful. Like um, that song, The Face of God, mm. um, is fucking heartbreaking. Like yeah. it's horrible. Um, and I don't really want to jump into the meaning behind that song. Mm. But that's what I think. But this is why it's in my top three because it makes me feel. <laughs> you and fucking emo. No, but that's what music <laughs> should do. It should. Yeah, I agree. You know, good or bad, it should recreate response. If you listen to something and you don't have a reaction, then it's shit. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I agree. And I think the first time I put this on, I reviewed it, um, and normally I'm I'm always quite good at like listening to a record through once. And then writing down my bullet points, starting my starting writing a writing the review, and then go back and listen to it again and sort some stuff out. Um, I listened to this four times well, four, before, writing I, anything down. before I even started reviewing it. Oh. Um, Is that because you were enjoying it? Or I couldn't figure out what specific points to pull. That yeah. specifically, there there's so much that happens inside forty minutes that it is just. It it takes you through such a whirlwind of such like a roller coaster of emotions throughout the whole thing. You're mm. like, like once the openness happens, you're like, you know what? Fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck man. <Yeah. laughs> but then like um, when it gets to stuff like the face of God and like Sagan Indiana and stuff, it's like, mm. and there's such a kind of split between those two things that it marries together so well and is absolutely fantastic um i am um, you know yeah it's just great and i'm glad you put that in i didn't think that was going to be in yours if oh I'm it killed it killed please camp coat please come to the uk i'm desperate to see you guys I am play desperate to see camp coat too mm. um i guess my number five pick because we've already done my number four yeah so my number four. five pick was palm readers braille okay um I slept on this record for a really long time. Mm. Um, I got sent it about a week before it came out. Um, and I listened to it a couple of times and I was like, oh yeah, this is really bloody good. And then somehow <laughs> I completely forgot about it. Mm. And um, it wasn't until I saw him live um, at Brixton when I supported Glassjaw yeah. that I was like, holy shit. Like, it's... The the atmospheric parts in it were the bits that came out like this record is disgustingly heavy. <laughs> like when it <laughs> when they're really going for it, all guns blazing, it's like the heavy record. It's I think yeah, it's the heaviest thing on my list. Um, what really? That's the heaviest thing on your list. Palm Reader is absolutely. Oh, we. I think we're gonna fall out here. Um, but um, it's when it when they're doing the growly stuff and the like. There's the fucking blast beats on this record. Like, there's a couple of times where I was listening and I was like, "Fucking hell, that's black metal." Hmm. Or a couple of times where I was listening and I was like, "Oh, this sounds like Parkway Drive." But then they'd go into something that sounds like fucking Behemoth or something, and I was like, "Jesus Christ!" And then when it drops out to the atmospheric stuff um i always go back to the track um breach which is like comes like halfway through the record Mm. and it's this really calm really intricate really 
beautiful piece of music that's just stuck right in the middle of all this fucking absolutely disgusting heaviness. And um, it works so well because then from that point, it feels like that is then incorporated into the rest of the heavy stuff. Mm. And it is just... I don't think I've heard a record like this before. Um, and I'm so excited to see what Palm Reader do. I missed them the other night when they played... Uh, they played this album in full the other night at the Boston Music Rooms, I think, with Loathe. Oh, yeah. stop <laughs> it. Stop <laughs> it. Um, and uh, I was checking like I was checking Instagram and stuff, and um, I saw a whole bunch of people there. Um, like our mate, our mate Emma was like, "I've just seen Palm Reader, and it was fucking incredible." Mm. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I so wish I was there." Wow. Um, but yeah, Braille came out um, in April, and I haven't really gone maybe since I picked it up again in August, I don't think I've maybe gone two weeks without listening to it. Yeah. I mean, I do remember listening to it, but I think it's one of those things like, like what happened to you, like you listened to it, you slept on it, saw them live. I think it's very important with records that the record, an album can be good, but it's just missing that live performance of it that, you, that you need to see to, yeah. to really appreciate the album more. And the way, when I saw them at Brixton Academy, I, I I will go out on a limb and say that's the biggest venue they've ever played. Um, Which I'm pretty sure it is. And the way that sound filled that space, like this record is made for those size venues. It's not made for the Underworld or the Joiners or Boston Mm. Music Rooms, anywhere like that. It's built for thousands. Big things. Big, big things. And I am... I believe the other night sold out as well at Boston Music Rooms. Well so done. I am well done, Palm Reader. You've had a fantastic year, <laughs> and I am so excited to see what the future holds for them because, um, like, I, I see it quite quite similarly to that Rollo Tomasi record. And if those two went out on tour together, fuck me, <laughs> Jesus Christ! You, you never know. Stay awake for a week. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, what's your next one? Mm, we're running out of albums now. <laughs> okay, well, it's, it's a toss-up between two heavy hitters. I don't know which one to say first. Um, actually, yeah. No, I know what one to say. Um, Vane, Arizona. Okay. Uh, the only reason why I'm bringing this up now is because when you said Palm Reader's record was the heaviest in your yeah. list, I was like... Hmm. Vane's not on mine. Vane was, the one I was, what? Vane was the one I was talking about earlier as an honourable mention, which is why I didn't talk about it earlier. Oh, why is it not in your list? <laughs> it's, in my top, it's in my top ten. Um, but it's not in my five. It's not in my five. Because I... Tell me why you like it first. <laughs> it's just... So I've always had a very love-hate relationship of like... Would you would you call it hardcore or metal? I uh, I think it's a hardcore. Yeah, record. so I've always had a very love hate relationship with hardcore, and um, so, and I slept on this album for so long. I mean, this came out in June. Yeah, and I listened to it last month. Wow, so, <laughs> yeah. is that really the first time you listened to it? Uh-huh. Really, yeah. wow. Um, just because I don't know, just. I was getting bored of hardcore during the year. I'm like, just leak, give leak, give me a rest. Hardcore. Is a funny. I I think hardcore as a genre can be quite limiting, mm. um, but when you have stuff like this that comes, in it's so shit. far like you know it's that it's the opening song. It's like the fucking that drum and, virus drum, vibrance, the, yeah, yeah. they're like the drum and bass fills, and it's just like oh, it's like like fuck. Dude, that's like, <laughs> like there's no words for it. It just makes me want to punch through into next door. Doesn't this remind you of like? Um, there's points on this. Doesn't it remind you of like early 2000s new metal as well? No, 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 no. Absolutely does me. Nah. Especially on the first track. Especially. I'm getting... Just because it has those weird sounds though. I'm getting like, from the breakbeat stuff, um, I'm getting like, big self-titled Slipknot stuff. I'm getting like, a bit of, um, it's just like that really thick, it's thick textured which yeah, yeah. I think a lot of new metal had which is why when I heard it and I heard the break beats with the thick kind of texture I was like fucking hell Vane have bought new metal back um, it's not a new metal record yeah, yeah, but yeah. there's but, enough stuff in it where I was like 
oh my god like this is sick like I'm feeling that yeah it's just it is fat it, it, and it's just I don't know it just seemed fucking I mean listen it just seemed like legit it wasn't fake yeah, at all for sure because a lot of hardcore can be fake you know what's your um, what's your favourite song on it probably probably the first song yeah yeah but it has got some fucking good bits all, but if yeah if I want a song to get me fucking pumped it's yeah. the opening I song I quite like Untitled uh, the one that's like it's towards the back of the record between Doom Tech and End Eternal um, from that so what I think people might struggle with with Vane if you're listening for the first time is you're hit with such a fucking massive barrage at the start yeah the little yeah that it's like <laughs> what what the fuck is this yeah. and then like as this record progresses it expands into yeah. something that isn't just hardcore yeah it explores different like avenues and you know certainly it was like I don't know it seemed like a bit of a creative project for them where they for could sure, where yeah. they could explore different avenues and you know and it you know it was good it paid off absolutely it did and that's their debut album so exciting man so a exciting a debut album they put out an EP, I think, a couple of years ago. Because I've heard the name Vane has been bouncing around for a long time. Yeah. Um, but um, the for this, to have a record this strong on your debut record, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, that's insane. I mean, make no mistake, like, this is heavy. Like, mm. this is a really heavy album. Um but there's enough stuff in it like it's it i tell you what it really comes into its own when you listen to it through headphones because there's so many little tiny yeah. bits that you can pick out and you're like jesus christ i've never heard that before um i've never listened to it out loud i've only listened to yeah. it in earphones so. yeah um so i quite like the fact that this has been out since june and i'm still listening to it finding new things that, yeah, that I had yeah. new little things to pick out that I hadn't so heard good. before. It's so fucking good. Um, so yeah, they're touring the UK next year. Um, if they're with higher power, mm. if they're coming to a town or a city near you, to a town near you, to a town near you, <laughs> <laughs> you an American, <laughs> you better go um, because. I, I haven't seen Vane live yet. No, um, neither. Well, we're going to catch him in Feb. But Easy. we will be catching them in Feb. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Vane, uh, Vane's Arizona um, is another amazing record. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say it's a 10 out of 10. Really? 10 out of 10. See, that's why I didn't put it in. What, saying a 10? Because I didn't give it a 10. There's a couple of bits on it where I was a bit like, I found my only the first couple of listens found myself dropping off, but then I like went back to it and I was like, oh, actually, I'm a fucking idiot. This yeah. is excellent. If these amps weren't in the way, Callum, I'm fucking laundry. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, my next one is a uh, gouge away's burnt sugar. Okay. Um, gouge away again. They're a hardcore band. Um, I've been seeing their name pop up quite a lot. Gouge Away are... For me, they are a band that... I think they... For a while, they didn't really know what they wanted to be. Mm. When the first record first record dropped in 2016, uh, it's called Dies. Um, and it is so fucking political mm. it is so political um that i think that could turn quite a lot of people off yeah from it this record came out burnt sugar this year uh it's produced by um one of the, uh, it's got like a co-production job on it and one of them's jeremy from touche amore okay um it's like his production debut um and what they've done on this is things have been slowed down a little bit it's still heavy and the vocalist christina is still she's scary to listen to like, <laughs> i'm scared of her um 
But, um, like, the way she screams, it's like, how the fuck do you do that? Like, how do you sound like you're in so much pain? But it still complements the song. It's all in the art, man. It is all in the art. <laughs> they are so much better than me. <laughs> but um, this album, I spoke to... I spoke to them about it a few weeks ago, just after this came out, and um, I one of one of the questions I asked them was like, the first record was really political. This one is still political, but not as much. It's, it's like, not running it, through it as much. Is it like, don't know, just a bit more tasteful? It's way it's more not... personal. Um, I think like this deals with a lot of kind of mental health stuff. Mm. Um, like you like listen to the opening track um, uh, it's called Only Friend uh, the chorus hook is like paranoia comes knocking she's my only friend stuff like that like f- no, it's not nice to listen to um, yeah. but the way it's produced is it feels still still feels really dirty it still feels like a hardcore record but there's these other bits in it that work super well mm. and it's um yeah it's amazing um Gaugeway's, uh it's out um came out in september um it's really short it's only like just it's about 25 minutes long um for like 10 tracks i think um mm. but it's it's wonderful it's arty um it's so thrilling <laughs> when you put it on as well um yeah, Gaugeway's Burnt Sugar. I'm um, big things for this band too. Um, they've just done an audio tree session as well, so check it out. Um, they play quite a lot off this and quite a lot off the first record. They do like pretty much a full set. Do you just only listen to audio tree sessions? Mate, they're so good. <laughs> they're so good. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think we're about to talk about the same record, so I'm going to say three, two, one. then we're going to say it at the same time, and I think we're going to say the same album. Mm, do we have to say three, two, one? Uh, I can go say... five, four, three, two, one. Mm, turnstile. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this is my number two. Um, oh fuck! I know you're number one, and yeah. you're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. Um, yeah, turnstile is my number two. Time and space by turnstile. Oh, that, um, that is not your number one. I know. Bro. I know. I love this album so much. Yeah, so do I. But I think I love the other one more. Um, basically. I'll give a little preface before we go into it. Um, this album and my number one have pretty much changed places every five minutes for the last two weeks while I've been deciding this list. Um, if you caught me tomorrow, this might be number one. Fuck! Um, give but, it five um... minutes to change your mind! <laughs> um, these these two next records are basically on a level playing field. And I think... You're going to piss a lot of people off. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Music is subjective. And um, it's my opinion. Um, but Turnstile's Time and Space is... A belter. Amazing. Um, there's a lot of hardcore this year. Isn't mm. there? There's been a lot of hardcore. But it's not like obvious hardcore. But it's though. not traditional hardcore. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Turnstile, they're a hardcore band. Um... I think I don't really like to say like what it is to be hardcore, but I think it can come down with a lot of company you keep as well. Mm. And although this record is like you'd listen to it and you'd be like, yeah, that's that's a hardcore like record, Beastie Boys esque. But there's a lot of different bits in it. Yeah, like see, that's your first reaction to it, but that's not necessarily something I would pick out mm. first. I don't think. I think I would pick out the more traditional hardcore bits first. Mm. And then kind of come to that stuff after. Um, but, saying that, um, the stuff on this, the actual hardcore stuff on this, is the best hardcore stuff you can get. Like, you can't do much better than... Uh, <laughs> like, how are they supposed to follow this record? <laughs> um, Turnstile are... I, I'm so glad to see Turnstile carrying on a similar trajectory to like uh, what Code Orange did last year. Mm. Um, starting small, ending fucking massive, like playing bigger shows, getting bigger sold out crowds every night, 
when it feels like when they come over here, it feels like an event. Yeah, when I mean, that, that um, House of Vans show, which was free. Yeah, exactly. Like, that feels like an event. It was, you know, it's fucking, you know, well, it was sold out, wasn't it? You know. Oh, yeah. yeah well, I well. think it says a lot that they haven't done, a f- like, a full extensive tour over here. Give me the tour. I don't, I think not having it so far has been beneficial for them because people have people have travelled to go and see them they've sold out the shows they've they've they're always fantastic they're always amazing mm. um and with the material from this which is by far and away the best thing they've ever put out um they just they i i'm actually struggling to cut co- co- compartmentalize and put into words you've had a year how <laughs> you've I had know. a year to think I know, about that. I know um, but th- this is just it It feels it, so it's such a fresh take on an old genre it's such a well rounded album it's you yeah. know it's there's so many albums where it, you know there feels bits that are incomplete and stuff it's just absolutely it's packaged yeah so well uh, like you know, you can't really, f- you can't find fault in it. I mean, something I've always loved in hardcore is like hardcore with a hip hop mentality, mm. and that's what this record has. Mm. Be it down to the um, like the stuff like on the it, little like, like interludes, yeah, like bomb and and stuff like that. And but like even when they go into stuff like Moon, which arguably is a alternative rock song mm. it's not a hardcore song um, and like Franz is doing his thing like he's up there giving it the big and on the vocals as well like it's so well rounded and it's so eclectic um, when this came out I was genuinely worried that the hardcore kids wouldn't get it because it's so different everyone got it but everyone got it and I don't think you can really say any higher praise than that no, and you know it's it's good to see, and you know they've had a great year. They're on everyone's number one list, like you know they. Yeah, so uh, they, and and it deserves to be. They're fucking Kerrang's album of the year. Yeah. In a year where battling between forty nine other albums. Yeah. In a year, but like you think about Kerrang, in a year in which we've got a twenty one pilots record, in a uh, year we've got a Fallout Boy record. I think. That was no. Actually, no, that was last year. No. No. Yeah. No. Oh, fuck it, it was at the end of last year yeah. if it was last year yeah. but like in a year we've had all of those kind of things for that album to be number one is phenomenal and it's an achievement for them as a band and I think it shows that the way this scene is working is changing a little bit and it's not necessarily although they shout the loudest <laughs> it's not Year 21 pilots and stuff like that. Although, like, I was waxing about them last week when I was talking about them doing Reading. Yeah, They're still shit. That's you're fine. You're picking them up. Um, you're their best mate. I am their best mate. Me and them. Uh, Is that your number one? Yeah, <laughs> Funnily enough. Fuck off. Um, yeah, I mean... They're coming over here next year to do Slam Dunk, and I'm pretty sure there'll probably be a couple of other dates around that time. I wouldn't be surprised. That'd be um, warm-up shows. Yeah. There will be Get them. yourself down to one of those. Actually, um, well, we, we, we shouldn't really say that. Again, we have no knowledge. Yeah, we don't know. We're just I would be. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, what's your favourite song on Time and Space? Stop it. Do you want to know mine? Go on. Uh, I don't need your mix. (laughs) That's my favourite. That's so good. Um, Yeah. Oh, man. Like, I know when I put that on the first time I listened to that, and it, like, real thing came in, and I was like, oh, yeah, fucking massive. And then you just hear, um, hear that mic run across the room. And, like, I was like, what is this? Um, I hope he actually done that and it wasn't effects. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I know some artists do that, where they actually <laughs> run from room to room to record that, and I hope they've done that. <laughs> no, no, no panning. All fucking authentic. Hardcore. Ah, um, but yeah, Turnstiles Time and Space. Uh, fantastic. Right. Sorry for the cut there. 
boys and girls. Um, what did you have to go and do, Charlie? I had to go see a man about a dog. And a toilet about a poo. A bit weird. <laughs> um, I suppose that brings us to my number one album of the year, um, which you disagree with, but it's my opinion, so that's fine. Um, my album of the year is uh, the Dirty Nils Master Volume. It's amazing. It's amazing. Okay. I can't remember the last time I put a record on and it made me feel like this. The 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 way how good I feel when I put this album on is like nothing else and it's rare I get something like this. Um when it's this is, I don't even, I don't know what you would call this. I, it's not a punk record. It's not a rock record, really. It is a rock it's record. A, it's, it's a, like, it is a rock record, but like, there's enough, there's like so much punk in it. Um, so much like Cheap Trick and the replacements, stuff like, which isn't normally something I go for. And not normally something that interests me, but for this album, for some reason, it just clicked with me straight away like no questions asked and like hearing um kind of the track listing on it is it's done in a way in which the start is so bombastic and huge and like hey look at us we're the dirty know and we're fucking sick and then as it progresses it gets kind of it gets a lot darker and darker and darker and darker as it goes through and they're de- they're talking about stuff like um, like drug abuse, mates dying in a car crash, stuff like that. It's um, it, it's fucking some of the stuff on it is unpleasant to say the least, but it just works so well, and it helps that the guitar player and the singer Luke is an amazing musician he's fucking amazing at what he does and the lyrics on this are incredible and um there's a one song in it in particular um it's called pain of infinity and the way it's so simple the riff is so simple and it matches his vocal pattern through the whole thing and it's so catchy that like I know when I was listening to the record through and that rec- that song came on, I had to stop. I listened to that song three times <laughs> before I carried on with the rest of the album. Um, I've always been kind of aware of the Dirty Nil since they came, kind of broke through back in 2016 when they put out their album Higher Power. Um, which is, that's, this one is quite a lot different from Higher Power in the sense that it is a lot kind of shinier, which is something that I normally fucking hate. I normally hate it. But for some reason, I don't know what it is. This record has just clicked with me. And the Metallica cover on the end is also incredible. So um, I know you don't agree, but I think the Dirt, uh, the Dirty Nils Master Volume is my album of the year. Um, I'll wake up tomorrow and it will probably have switched back with Turnstile. That's how close these two are. I mean, like, obviously, you know, it's, you know, I can't really shit on someone for them enjoying an album, but my points on it was I found it boring. Oh, mate. It was boring to listen to. Oh, my God. I I listen to you. You listen to me, mate. I found it boring. I I tried to listen to it. I really did because you were singing to High Heavens about it. I think it's an album you can only appreciate if you're a musician. Because when you can really appreciate the guitar playing it. And don't get me wrong. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. it's good guitar playing. But, like, I'm sitting I'm I'm bored. I am bored listening to it. Yeah, I think technically, like... Don't get me wrong, uh, the bass player Ross and the drummer Kyle are also amazing. Technically, the way Luke, his vocals, his vocal performance on it, the way he gets up into the 
super high register and he's basically like he, he's screaming for a fair bit of it um it i think i <laughs> i really really fell in love with this when i saw it live again and i know i loved it before but after i saw it live i adored it and seeing what he can do in the studio and then match it note for note live i was like you know what this band are the f like this band are honest i think they're authentic and i think they could again be huge um i think it says <laughs> again it's just not normally something that i would go for at all um it's not normally something that i like i normally like something to be a bit heavier um which the first album definitely was um like songs like on the first record like wrestle you to who's could do and stuff have got such a massive fuzzy guitar tone and fuzzy riffs and this one is a little more trebly and a little more clean um it just blew me away and i yeah they're coming back over in february um i think they're doing a single date in london and um i will absolutely be there um because the they are uh, spoilers they're also the best live band i've seen this year which is ridiculous when i've seen code orange this year um but man the dirty nil are a band that you should not sleep on in my honest opinion they are amazing yeah well i mean it's it's interesting to see that how this album has brought two massive uh difference of opinions yeah hugely um hugely i mean i mean just for the sake of you know callum recommending it to me i did listen to it a few more times and a few more times and i just couldn't get behind it uh, i just just uh, you know and it like you said it is like very clean it is well produced and you know it's, it's no, there's nothing wrong with that there's definitely nothing wrong with that but you know i, I just didn't feel the song's carried enough they did it didn't have enough weight to it in a year where i think i think for me it spoke volumes where this was in my not just in my top five this is my number one and it beat out marmosets architects uh conjurer culture abuse um but again some of those George albums Manor. are crap i mean all of those albums i like I like all of those albums. Those albums are on my list. They are albums I listen to regularly. Mm. Um, especially Conjurer, actually. Yeah. That was the one that was very close. Um, and um, I think that for a band that I started the year not that fussed on, to end the year as head over heels in love with them as I am, um, again, I don't know what it is occasionally a record will just catch you by surprise and this is definitely one of those records um the dirty hills master volume came out not too long ago september um, time september right? time around then um and uh yeah if you can um catch them when they do they're doing the moth club in london um on the 15th of february and i will absolutely be there um Buy me a pint. <laughs> I'm poor. Don't buy me a pint. <laughs> don't worry. Me and Calum don't hate each other. Um, yeah, this came out in September. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, that's my albums of the year. Um, again, oh, the um, there has been. I think when I was when I was making my list, um, I went into it quite cynically. I think I was I was quite like. Oh, there hasn't been as much stuff this year as I liked last year or the year before that. But um, going into it, I'm like, fucking hell, there was actually a hell of a lot I listened to this year. Um, so it wasn't quite as disastrous of a year as I first thought. Um, but, like, I ha I know I have just waxed lyrical about a day, you know. I don't think it's as good as a Code Orange album, which was my album of the year last year. And 
I think the Let Live album was my album of the year the year before. I don't think it's as good as that either. So, I mean, overall, I think this year has had some great stuff that has come out. Some, f- like, there has been 10 out of 10s this year. Mm. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't kind of feel as strongly about it as I have done the last couple. Uh, I, I want to make a point because, like, I, you know, I, from this podcast, this episode alone, it probably seems that I'm coming across quite cynical about it, but this is an approach that I've always had towards music. And, you know, I feel, I feel a lot of times people are too generous absolutely like way too generous you know just because they want to kind of show off and be like oh yeah i listened to this album i thought it was great you need to realize like because this is why we do have a lot of shit people are accepting of trash yeah and you know and again i'm not shitting on the albums i did like because there were albums i did like this year but they're not in my top three because they weren't tens yeah and just because you liked an album doesn't mean you should put it up on a pedestal yeah and so that's fair enough so that's why my top three are albums that are fucking perfect in my eyes yeah and you know and I could you know stand here and back that up there'll be records that I could put in that like like I said the Idols record that I liked I wouldn't put it in there because I've found faults within it yeah and as much as I enjoy listening to it I do listen to it a fair bit yeah you know I just think people need to you know not be accepting of it and expect better yeah expect way better you know because then you do get this decline of quality overall yeah and i i do think that over the last over the last let's say two years like talking from 2016 um i do think i don't know if it's just because i've been noticing things a few more since i've been in the industry but um I do think things are starting to improve, let's say. I think things are kind of quality as a whole is getting better. I feel like um, it depends. I don't think it's there yet. It, I think it depends. I, I feel it feels like something new's happening at the moment, but it's not there yet. So it's declining yeah. in one area, but there's this new kind of. And I don't want to say what it is because there's like a, the collective bands yeah, that, are, I agree. It, that are in a certain area. And it's just only a matter of time will tell. Um, so I can't say, oh, go and listen to this band because they're going to be the next big thing. Yeah, you, just don't. you can never say that. You can never yeah. say they're going to be the next big thing. But they're, they're certainly the progress that some bands are making now are the stepping stones for better music. I agree. It's just you've got to realise, you've got to see these bands and not just, ex- you know, there's just the people, like I see it in the press as well. People fucking bum these bands and these records and I'm like really like re- why is this getting yeah. coverage yeah absolutely and I think there's you know there's a lot of politics that goes behind and into that because people make deals record labels I don't want to I'm not going into that now um, but um, there is it almost feels like um, currently in I, it's world. It feels more worldwide now because of the way our lives now work and <laughs> the way the internet works. Um, Back in my day, but it feels like it. It does kind of feel like we are when you take, let's say, hardcore, especially with you've got your turnstiles, your veins, your Jesus pieces, bird in row, gouge away, stuff like that. It almost feels like. Um, we are almost having a grunge moment again. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it almost feels like the Nevermind moment might come and it might happen and it's felt so close this, like, this year especially. I did maybe think it was going to be Turnstile. Mm. Um, And it felt so close to something just being huge. I think at the moment it's laying down the foundation. Exactly. Right now we've got the Mud Honeys and the the Melvins and the Tads <laughs> and stuff. Soon we might have the Nirvanas and the Soundgardens and the Alice in Chains. Mm. Which what is hard because I, I think hardcore currently is the most kind of um, 
let's say innovative genre at I the moment it's you know it's the most well i can't remember where i read this but it's like one of the last true subcultures yeah yeah for sure but like like even taking it musically mm. you've got turnstile doing the kind of hip-hoppy stuff and you've got vane doing the breakbeat stuff in there and like the atmospheric stuff bird in row and stuff um but um it does feel like this kind of the most innovative thing it's still quite hard to market mm. because it's not easy to listen to let's say mm. it's not listening to vain isn't the same as sticking on nevermind yeah nevermind's easier to listen to than vain is but I feel like there is something coming that could. I've been hoping this for years, and so ba- have I. And bands have tried, and they've almost gotten to a place, you know. I think like they've they've, yeah. they've shaken it up enough for people to start giving a shit. I think the last time I felt like this about a scene was when Gallows broke. Yeah. And similar, similar genre, doing a similar thing. Mm. But now it feels like these bands are turning a few more heads. So you've got like your Code Orange is getting nominated for a Grammy mm. last year. Turnstile playing Camp Flognor. Um, just little things like do, that. Do you know what heads are turning. You know what I think? I, it probably coincides quite a few things. I think the reason why it seems a bit more stronger now is that I think people like, like, you don't have the rock star anymore. People's egos yeah. are taken out of the question now. Yeah. I think, right? Because you have, it was like, these guys have actually, they're a punk band. Punk's dead, right? I think. Yeah. I'm not sure about that, but... It depends how you yeah. how you view punk. Punk music, I'd say, no. But a punk mentality is there, certainly, implemented with a different genres. Like, yeah. I mean, because like... I don't know when you get when you get people that say slaves are punk. Are they? Just because you wear Doc Martens doesn't make you punk. <laughs> don't even get me started. You know, but that's that's what I mean. And so, you know, yeah. just because someone gets branded as that doesn't mean it, that's no, what they I, are. No, I, I agree. And um, I, I think it's just down to this year the the level of authenticity with some of the bands that have come through has put my faith back into it and it shows there is like a Absolutely. foundation building and it can only go forward and even stuff that didn't get in my list so like in my list at all so stuff like like i still think is great but it's not that level stuff like the nervous record mm. um stuff like uh there's a band called spanish love songs mm. put out an album um even down to stuff like i don't know the wonder years stuff like that mm. um these bands are still so authentic and they are all like they're all just people mm. they're not your rock stars yeah. they're not you take away the ego of things and you can produce good things you know we're not in the 90s anymore yeah exactly and there i think i do think there is a place for that oh yeah but cuz i do love a good frontman so do i but as long as he's not a c- yeah Sorry, that. <laughs> Sorry, mum. Oh, we didn't give a disclaimer at the beginning. That's all right. I'll bleep that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I think that um, music is changing, which is quite a broad thing to say. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens next year. I think New Year, New Me. New Year, New Me. New Year, New Tunes as well. And I think that um, next year, a lot of these bands that I thought were incredible last year are going to be doing follow-ups. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm looking at you, Cold Orange. (laughs) Um, Obviously, it'll be good. Um, Something I'm sure we don't know. I'm sure something will come out of that camp because I know they've been working on stuff. They've had it on socials and that. Um, so fingers crossed we'll get something new um, out of those guys and some of the bands that I loved last year will be doing follow-up, stuff like that. So we'll see where it goes because that crop last year, fantastic. Um, 
Yeah, I think. Uh, where are we at? Where are we at? Cool. We've done a bloody long one this week. Oh, how long is it? We're like an hour ten. Hour ten. This might be the longest one yet. I. Maybe. Yeah, mm. nearly. Um, so yeah, I think that rounds us up. Yeah. Um, of our favourite picks of the year. Um, we'll be back uh, next week. Um, we it'll, it'll be our. It'll be our last one for a couple of weeks just because yeah. of the Christmas break. Christmas break. And then we'll be back in the new year for some super exciting stuff. Um, mm. When we come back in the new year, hopefully we'll have a few sick bits we can announce for you. Um, we've already got a couple of bits in the pipeline that we're fucking excited about. Uh, I, won't, um, I won't say it. I was like, we've confirmed the cover band for our Yeah, we know issue. who's on issue two. And um, yeah, very good. We're very pleased. Fat. Yeah, very fat. Um, so yeah, we'll um, we'll see you guys next week. We're not too sure what we're going to talk about yet. If you've got any suggestions, um, please hit me up because <laughs> uh, I am not creative. Um, and then <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you next week. Um, what's your final word, Charlie? I just realised we said it's Christmas, but we're doing one more. That's closer to Christmas. Yeah, I'll be extra Christmassy next week. Oh wow! Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll think of some things. For yeah, I've time. got a couple of bits. Yeah. I've got a couple of ideas. Um, but yeah, see you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Charlie, come back. He's not coming back. This must be a massive poo. Shit. <laughs>